0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
1: Jumpers everywhere. He fires it to the middle.
0: Takes it comfortably. Steps one, steps two, steps three. He's away. Jared Hayne with a catch and a run. They're not going
1: to catch him. All aboard! Tickets please for
0: the Hayne train.
1: He's who they
0: need. He's who they need, and he's put Gardner over. Daniel Gardner has scored. What about Andrew King? Put him in the second. Put him somewhere.
1: He's too good for this game.
0: You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good evening, and thank you esteemed friends, family, fans and critics for joining us at this press conference. Here at Moulton Fantasy Sports, we've always tried to do the right thing, bringing you the latest Supercoach and NBA fantasy related content. In saying this, I would like to formally apologize to the Molten Sports Company. We made the Supercoach and all fantasy sports content with no malice, and there was no harm intended. As I went down to my local rec centre, molten in hand, dribbling like a young Jamal Crawford, I realised we had made a grave mistake. To our many supporters, subscribers, sponsors, special mention to Standard Squeeze and Snap Fitness, Bendigo and Epsom, I also apologise. We did not ever intend to hurt or sully your reputable names. Now this mistake won't keep us down. You can't stop Hamoli Ola Kowatu five metres away from the try line just like you can't stop the momentum of our continually improving content. We will endeavour to give you guys the content and insight we know you deserve. Now, Molten Sports is already an established brand in the sports scene, and as we look to pave our own pathway in the sporting world, Braino, Mr G, Rob the Supercoach Hawk, Mr Watch This Space Kennedy, Mickey Mastermind Dell, and I have decided to change the podcast network's name to Insight Fantasy Sports. I hope you not only find our content entertaining, I hope the content provided has and will continue to be insightful going forward. So just like Caelan Ponga in the third minute of round two, I'm going to leave the field and continue on with the show. Thank you.
1: What an entrance. Super Coach Matrix. Never failing to deliver one of the greatest speeches known to man. Welcome back to the last week of what will be the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Obviously, from next week, we become the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast for uh, many different reasons, but Matty summarized it incredibly well there. Uh, One of your better speeches, Matty, I heard that you were really good at um, speeches in Year 7 English uh correct yeah wrong.
0: yeah no year seven english i used to roll out all, with all the speeches um yeah no nerves no nerves i was just uh i was just ready to go just owned it oh, you owned yeah. the stage mate
1: i'm really impressed um so we'll just have to make sure that um the press stay away from the front of your house uh for the next couple of days because mate you know what they're like uh it could be some yeah. cameras coming through the front window there it's-
0: Yeah. And it, and it's going to be hard. Like it's Anzac day. It's not about me. So um, yeah, I just hope that they respect my,
1: um, my privacy. Yeah. Yeah. Authority. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Guys. You know, uh, I suppose formalities aside, you know, this change is incredibly exciting for us as a group. You know, like piss takes aside, um, you know, the the one thing we've been thinking about is the growth of this podcast and the way that we can take this forward. And it makes sense for us not to, uh, as much as it from a sentimental meaning, it means a lot to us, the Molten name, and it's the way that we all met. And it's, uh, you know, a a really big part, I guess, of our friendship. But um, moving forward, I think it it makes sense to move away from that name. Uh, In when we get much bigger and when we expand. So um, very exciting times ahead. We've got some really cool stuff planned as well in the coming months with the NBA launching, the AFL boys are killing it, BBL coming at the end of the year. So stay tuned for plenty of insight fantasy sport content over the next few months and years. Mate, super coach, that's what we're here to talk about, let's be honest. Um, and yeah. it is Monday night and we've still got two more games to go. Normally we do a little bit of a, a weekly wrap, every single week and it'd either be Sunday sesh or we're doing teamless Tuesday or pre drinks. Um, mate, it's Monday. It's not something we normally normally do too often, but it is mad Monday. So you'd be silly not to, you know, get a four in one or, or, you know, get a standard squeeze set up and and ready to go. I see you've got your four in one there. So very, uh, very positive times. But mate, how are you going this week? What's, what's happening? Tell us how you, how your week's been.
0: Yeah, look, it's a, it's a little bit mixed. Um, my captain hasn't played yet. I've sort of taken a punt on Joey Manu. Um, you know, I've been happy with Nika. I've been happy with Fafita. I've been happy with Robson. I've been happy with Val Holmes. i um, disappointed in my three Manly boys that I was playing. And, um, yeah, look, I think everybody was playing Cleary. But, you know, there's a, there's a bit of mids there. It's um, Yeah, it's been up and down.
1: Yeah, a bit the same. So you have got the big C on Joey Manu this week and you traded him yes. in this
0: week, is that right? I traded him in this week. Um I wasn't planning on captaining him, but I was planning to trade him in. I just think like you've just got to put a price on pedigree. And for me that price was six hundred and twenty K. He was just the sort of player I needed, especially when Caraz went down. And um yeah, I'm keen to see what he uh, what he comes up with. So bold strategy Cotton. let's see if it pays off for him. I'm
1: with you. I brought in Joey Manu this week. I didn't captain him. I don't have the cojones to captain the guy that's averaging 42 for the season. Uh, But I'll tell you what, it could be an absolute masterstroke. 46. Sorry, sorry. I've cut him fall short there. That extra eight points as captain is going to get you up into the top 10K. Well, it's going Um,
0: to be me. He's going to get me to beat you in our comp. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I know. Honestly, he probably will. Yeah, I think he's only projected to get about 50. So all he yeah. needs to do is have like half-decent performance and he's sweet, you've got me covered. So, um, But on, I really hope he does well because uh, he's only owned by about, I think it was 15% of the top 1,000. So yeah. I'm actually surprised by that number. I thought that he was going to be way more owned than that. So, mate, I'm all for it. I'm all for Joey Manu to put on an absolute
0: yeah. masterclass against the Dragons. And my logic sort of behind it was um... – I've got some ground to make up. I'm in and around that twenty thousand. I sort of, it does make sense why the top 1,000 aren't taking that big punt. You know, you probably could wait and see, but I'm looking to get those points on the board. So,
1: Yeah, 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 all for it. I like it. It's a good idea. Um, So, guys, obviously Monday, uh, it's Mad Monday. We're going to talk about the six games that have covered so far. We'll talk about how we've gone this week. I think I'm on 930, 938 with Joey Manu and Christian Welsh to play. So, uh, and you've got Joey Manu captain. You have anybody else in play aside from Mark? I've got,
0: I've got Christian Welch and CNK k to come.
1: Okay, nice. And I'm sitting and, on
0: 800, so.
1: Okay. So you're probably still looking at 1,050 projection. Yeah. Is that right? I hope yeah. so. Yeah. It, and it's that's
0: 1,010, but we all know that Joey Manu is sitting at, you know, uh, 50 projections, so.
1: I saw the um the stats and and shout out to the SC playbook guys who always bring out cracker stats every single week about these guys and and Joey Marnie, when he played 58 went and in comparison to center where he averaged about 17 or 18 receipts per game so that's where uh, you basically the, the amount of times he gets his hands on the ball per game uh he went up to 37 receipts per game at 58 so more than double the amount of times he touches the ball at 5'8 in comparison to centre and fullback. So that's that's massive. Like the, that stat alone could really carry you this week, I think, if you've got well, He's the such in. a
0: dangerous ball runner. And, um, yeah, welcome to the church of Joey Manu. Um, yeah, he's <laughs> such, a, such a dangerous ball runner. And, you know, anything which gets him the ball more, uh, he's going to play fullback over that origin period too. Um, yeah, I think the time was now. So For
1: sure. Guys, drop your questions. If you have any questions about the week, I know – you know, we've still got two more games to go. We can't make trades. We can't really do much at this point in time, but it doesn't mean that we can't think about our plans and think about what we're going to do when lockout hits us uh, Wednesday, probably Wednesday morning at this rate. And obviously when uh, the team's come out, it's a little bit different this week. So normally we'd have teamless Tuesday. Uh, we've got wet lips Wednesday. Uh, Matty coming up so (laughs) I just came up with that right then On the the spot So I'm actually really happy Um, So teams come out Wednesday evening At 4pm this week Due to the fact that the last game's at 7pm on Tuesday Mind you How's the schedule for this week? Because to me it's an absolute stinker I understand the reason as to the Tuesday games I get that But people in New Zealand are watching the last game Their own team play at 10pm In New Zealand on Tuesday night What's with that?
0: I tell you what, there's not going to be too many people turning up to work on Wednesday.
1: Not a chance. Did you go to work today? Mate, you could have easily taken today off, surely.
0: (laughs) No, no, I gave a few people today off. So uh, after a few weeks off, I probably owed them a few. So,
1: You're a good man. You're a good man. Uh, Guys, drop your questions in. If you have any questions, we'll cover them throughout the show. We've already got a ton coming in. Really appreciate it. Mickey Dell, he's got the first comment. Flying in from the AFL podcast, mate. You can never you can never not rely on good Mick Delaney. So thanks for joining us, mate. Uh Mr. Calio was a bit uh surprised by your little press conference there at the start, which is great. Uh he also had Turbo as captain. I'm not quite sure how he's feeling this week, but um, did you you have Turbo obviously in your team? How do you feel about yeah. him? Because that's going to be a big talking point this episode.
0: Look, I don't know. I'm gonna wait to see what the uh what the team says about about his injuries. Um, I don't really like the price that he's going to be at, at getting rid of him. I don't think you get a lot of value there, you know, for 600K. I think you're either spending, you know, 800s or you go down to 200 or something like that. Look, it might just – I might just sit him and, and play some of the other depth that I've built over uh, growing my team over the previous weeks. So.
1: Lyle Old has Teddy as captain tomorrow. Mate. That is, that is carry big, your, your balls big, around in a big wheelbarrow genius. kind of big nuts. Ooh. That is monster nuts. Good on you, man. I mean, I, I, I honestly hope he does well because I mean, I'm
0: captain guy that is averaging 46, so at least Teddy's doing better than that. So
1: it's, yeah, that's true. And not much better, let's be fair. But, I actually think I mean, the
0: Joey Manu move helps um, Tedesco as well. So
1: I don't, I disagree completely. I reckon it buries Tedesco. And I, yeah, the, really. the, only, the only reason behind that is that. Joey Manu doesn't pass, so he will grab the ball and he will run, and that is it. There is no way in the world of sweeping Tedesco. I don't care if they've got a four-on-two overlap on the left-hand side. Joey Manu's running. He's not passing. So I reckon that might hurt Teddy. But anyway, look, a a guy that can create that much attention in Joey Manu playing at 5'8", surely if he passes the ball, Tedesco's on. It's just a matter yep. of whether Joey gets him involved or not. So that'll be a really big talking point and a big watch for, for tomorrow's games. Um, mate, we'll get through some questions before we dive in. boy, Guys, if you, if you haven't hit subscribe yet, please hit subscribe. One thing you'll notice if you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch or Facebook is that you will not see a group code at the bottom, and the reason is because the group is closed. We have 500 people, 503 actually, that got in before this round finished and we are closing it off. You will not be able to get into the Molten Fantasy Sports Unlimited League for NRL Coach this year. Obviously, for anybody who's in there, you're in the running to win. So thankful to the Standard Squeeze, a combo pack, uh, for the top scorer every single week, which is incredible from the guys at Standard Squeeze. So good on them. Uh, we thank them for their support. And uh, guys... Keep an eye out for next year because uh, there will definitely be a chance to get in the league. I'm sure the league's going to double. We'll be hitting four figures by next year, I think, Matty, for mm. that uh, unlimited league. So make sure you keep an eye on that. One of the questions. Everybody talking about their teams. Yeah, uh, Lyle also punted Walsh for Teddy and captained him. That is honestly a genius move this week considering Walsh got, what, 37? So, yeah. I mean, let's see what Teddy gets tomorrow.
0: Yeah, let's see what Teddy gets first. But uh, the Walsh to Teddy moves looking fantastic. Let's just see how your captain goes.
1: Mitch Smith's asking us our thoughts on turbo. We might save that one for a little bit later because yep. that's a pretty big part of the conversation. Turbo or Ponga is also a very big part of the conversation. Yeah, There's we'll a lots up. of questions around turbo. Uh, turbo, turbo, turbo. Even Trent's watching us saying we need more storms. I mean, I'm not yeah. sure about the weather in Melbourne, but um, yeah. I don't know. i don't know whether you, to you, to you need the bomb storm. website. <laughs> Uh, guys, we'll, we'll hold on to the questions for the rest of um, the episode. We'll get through a first couple of games. If you haven't subscribed, like, follow, leave a review, tell a mate, all the good stuff that helps us grow this podcast. We really appreciate it, especially as we're we're going to be changing the name next week. It's important for us to grow the brand. So, thank you for your support. Tell a friend and sub- subscribe if you uh, if you like the content, um, mate. South's twenty. First game, beat the Panthers 18. Did you see the Panthers losing in this one? Because I sure didn't.
0: It was the game of the year so far. Yeah. It was fantastic.
1: I agree. Mate, booms booms and busts. Let's talk booms first, mate. Stephen Crichton, 148. He's just come from nowhere. He's done nothing all year. And he's banged out nearly a 150 against one of the better teams in the competition. I I don't know whether he's super coach relevant. I don't think he's going to do this too often. but. He he actually looked really good, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he looked fantastic. Um could have passed off. Um, probably a little bit of the reason that To was so ordinary, but um yeah, 148. You can't knock that. I don't Not think bad. too many people had him, so I still don't think he comes in the super coach relevance. Maybe some casuals were at him and um, they might skyrocket and put a few of us in trouble. But yeah, I won't be looking at Crichton this week.
1: People that obviously have been Really on top of their super coach added Latrell Mitchell about three weeks ago, and he's gone what three tons I think it is, or pretty close to it in the last three yeah, weeks. Three yeah, three tons. tons in the last three weeks. He got one hundred and two. Okay, let me ask you this: If you don't have him now, so close to Origin, we're only what four weeks away from Origin and one month. Do you grab him now? Is he worth a grab now, or do you just
0: accept the fact that you've missed the boat? We've missed the boat now. Um, you know, one of my questions was. Is Luttrell this year's
1: Luttrell? <laughs> uh, yeah, you probably. I mean, this happened last year as well, didn't it? Yeah, Where it happens. Everybody, went, <laughs> it happens every everybody, everybody said, oh, I don't know about Luttrell. The draw is tough. And, oh, I'm not quite sure whether I go with Luttrell because he gets disinterested in games. And then he goes, bang, 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 ton, ton, ton. And shows you that he's one of the best fullbacks in the game. One of the best players yeah, in exactly. the game. He's
0: 900,000, yeah.
1: Yeah, so way too far gone for me. Um, Especially with the Origin to, coming up, he's going to miss some time too, isn't he?
0: And, and realistically, you're not going to get in a guy. Like, if you're going to make moves, you're going to be getting in, you know, blokes like Buller or um, or Wakem or somebody to, to not nuff someone, but but go right down to move up, to move a Teddy or someone up to Latrell. You don't have that money sitting there if you're, you've got your Nico Cleary combo. And, yeah, I just don't see it being worth it. I think we've missed the boat. It's not worth the money now. Let's try and find one of these mid-tier guys, which I want to talk a lot about this, uh, those mid-tier fullbacks. I think nearly every game I'm like, is this the guy to get me through origin period? Is this the guy to get me through origin period? And a few people are putting up their hands.
1: Let me ask you this then, because we're talking mid-tier fullbacks, but uh, I mean, this guy isn't a mid-tier fullback, but he's a mid-tier center wing and what you would probably consider a premium center wing, in Alex Johnston, who got 90 on the weekend in what seemed like the easiest 90 you've ever seen against the best team in the competition. Now, if you've got Ruben Garrick or you've got um, Taruva, you've got your center wing fullback jewel there, right? Are you looking at Alex Johnston this week as a buyer, considering what looks like it, he's actually bottomed out now? It seems like he's even going to gain cash at about 550K. Is he a guy yep. that you're looking at this week or next week? Yeah, this...
0: For sure, 100%. Um, They've been going to that right side a lot this year, but like him being – he was defended by Bizza, right? And – Yeah. Yeah, he was defended by Bizza and he puts on 90. Great defender. You're playing the Premieres. You're playing, you know, one of the best teams, definitely the best team in the last five years. And you go and score 90.
1: uh, Honestly, I I was looking at him and Cody Walker going, these guys are going to go both sub-30 this week. And um, speaking of Cody Walker, he gets 66 against the reigning back-to-back premiers. Pretty impressive for Cody Walker to bang out 66. He got obviously that uh, try assist that won the Rabbitohs the game right at the back end of the game. But I mean, that's the kind of pedigree and that's the quality of player that Cody Walker is. As much as I'm not a fan of Cody Walker personally, he had a great game in this one. And anybody who bought him about three or four weeks ago would be stoked, wouldn't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, look, you look at deal bags, and deal bags are doing the job. But Cody Walker was the right call at the time, and uh, we both missed it. So,
1: Yeah, we're both on deal bags, so let's hope he gets a little bit of form and saves us through the buys and we can play a bit of catch-up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: sure. Dylan Edwards, Do- 72. Is he is he a genuine turbo downgrade oh, – or sorry, turbo upgrade option? You're going to have to find about 150, 200, probably 200K now to go up to Dylan Edwards. I mean, it's probably a little bit too far. Up, of an upgrade for Turbo?
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, you could look at him for, say, a Reese Walsh or someone like that if you if you go in there. Like, he's going to start leaking some cash now um, that he didn't hit his break-even this week, and he's 800K. Like, it's hard to consider Reese Walsh, you know, that premier fullback, but he's looked like it this year. But, yeah, if you don't believe in the Broncos, uh, yeah, maybe you could look at it at Edwards or, um, yeah, we're going to talk about probably... I reckon another two bloke, blokes uh, that can fill that fullback spot. I like the idea of maybe getting a centre winger and moving Taruva or Garrick down, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I Honestly, think that if you're looking to free up a little bit of cash, there's better downgrade centre wing options than there is downgrade fullback options for Turbo if you're looking to move Turbo on this week. So yeah, good shout. Um, mate, let's talk about the bus very quickly. Jacob Host, I'll tell you what, I was a bee's dick. <sighs> away from getting this guy in my team for Hopgood. And I would have been incredibly upset because he scored eight. Um, What are your thoughts on Host? Because you were kind of on board with this Host train a little bit. Uh, Yeah. What went wrong for Jacob Host?
0: He covered his break even. (laughs) That's about where it ends, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, he covered his break even. Just didn't do much, didn't. Yeah. Look. I don't I don't know what can really be said said about it. He didn't look engaged, he didn't look good.
1: He didn't get the minutes either. And the reason he didn't get the minutes is because he missed four tackles in the first fifteen minutes. And I think he just got hooked and they just didn't like the look of him. Demetrio's like, no, I need defense is incredibly important in this game against back to back premiers. We need to sort this out. So host got the flick. Um, it was probably the right call. It was absolutely the right call. I mean, regardless, they they won the they won the game. So it was obviously the right call, but Mate, Sonny Luke is doing my head in. I, I got him as a downgrade option for Harry Grant, mind you, of all players, right? Because I thought oh, I'm going to keep Reed Marnie instead of downgrade Reed Marnie or move Reed Marnie on. Hey, Reed Marnie's got 33 and 37 in the last two weeks since I traded, uh, since I kept him and traded out Harry Grant. Now Harry Grant only got 32 or something last week. That's fine, but Sonny Luke has come into the team at the same time and he's gone a couple of bloody twenties. I'm I'm concerned. I'm concerned with what I'm seeing from the Panthers and the way they're using Sonny Luke. Is he a guy that is still in consideration for you or have you just kind of said no, no deal for me?
0: Yeah, no deal. I like to get something rock solid. I thought I was onto that with Robson and Reed. I've been a bit disappointed with Reed's, but at least I'm not worried about his minutes. At least there's always an opportunity. Like, you know, at least he's still always going to, I think worst-case scenario, you're going to be getting that late 30s for Reed, which is disappointing, and he's going to leak some cash. But he's got a 70 or 80 in him. I feel like Sonny Luke's got a 12 in him.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he's got a couple of 20s in a row. He's also got a 60 or 70 in him, to be fair, but he needs minutes. He needs 50 minutes in this team, and for some reason – Ivan Cleary is just in love with Mitch Kenny and just in love with playing Mitch Kenny for 80 minutes, whether it's rotating from hooker into the middle of the field. I just, I don't, I don't understand, but I'm not a football coach. I don't, I'm not an NRL coach. So um, that's his call. My, Brian on 29. You'd be pretty bloody upset playing 670 K for Brian at, uh for 29 yeah. points. Um, yeah, look, same with Campbell few, Graham.
0: Yeah. He had a few good weeks. Tottle has, and you're going to get that in the center wing. Um, And Campbell Graham, look, he did really just crash down to earth. I feel sorry for all those people that hopped on him last week because he is going to leak a ton of cash. Actually, I don't feel that sorry for him because I got Garrick. So uh, he is also going to leak a ton of cash. Um, He will. He will. But the
1: the difference is that Campbell Graham doesn't kick goals.
0: Yeah. Have a a look. And here's something that I want to talk about. Taruva. Yep. I got rid of him last week. I know he got a 45, which is a little bit underwhelming. And he just keeps it seems to keep hitting this late 20s to high 40s week after week. He did look really good and he did look really busy before he went out. <sighs> uh, yeah. Uh, so let me tell you
1: on when was it? They played Thursday night, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, so I was sitting there on Thursday during the day and I, I had to roover out. Gee, it was pretty loud, isn't it? The, yeah, you, Is that your 4-in-1? You're changing beers over there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I need your.
1: Yeah, yeah, good. I like it. I'll need um, to get an insight one. Yeah, you will, actually. Good shout. Um, for anybody wanting a 4-in-1 or a standard squeeze pack, obviously you can win and get the highest score in the league or you can use the code Molten15 and get 15% off. I mean, uh, for me, I'd be using the code. i just get the discount and then you get advantage because let's face it, the way I'm playing this this year, I'm not winning the weekly. Uh, Highest score, <laughs> am I? So <laughs> um, use Malton15 for the code to get 15% off. Uh, check out the squeeze.com guys. It's honestly quality. Uh Keep those beers nice and cold in that four-in-one. What was I talking about? Taruva. I- Taruva. Okay, so on Thursday, I'm thinking, all right, Um I had Taruva traded out. He was gone. He wasn't in my team. I was thinking, all right, I'm, I'm fine with that. I felt okay with it. And then I decided instead of trading out – alofiana khan Pereira, i just thought you know what no Taruva can go he can go he can disappear out of my team and i was okay with it because i thought you know what akp is a hundred or a ten type of guy and he proved me right love the sound of that he proved me right so i traded instead of holding akp i held Taruva for his 45 and honestly Taruva looked bloody good here like he passed the eye test he broke a ton of tackles made a lot of runs because it seems like anybody who plays Penrith just want to keep the ball out of Brian Toto's hands. So they're just yep. kicking to Taruva's wing every single set. So I'm fine with that. He's going to get a lot of uh, points and runs. He's going to get a lot of base stats. I like what I saw. He's obviously down with an injury and it looked like he rolled his ankle. Um, looked like a sniper shot him from the stands, the way that he went down, no contact. But it sounds like it's not too serious and he should be able to potentially back up this weekend. He should be named tomorrow. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. But I'm holding Taruva for now purely because he plays on the back-to-back premiers team. You know there's going to be opportunities playing on that left wing that Taylor May played on last year. He got a ton of ball. And I know the team's different, but I'm holding Taruva for now.
0: Yep. Yeah, good. And watching, I wish that I hadn't moved on AKP. Actually, after watching AKP, I'm pretty happy with him as well. He was, again, a bee's dick away from a ton. Yep. But, uh, yeah, look, Taruva just looked busy, uh, the base stats. But for how busy he looked, like, I feel like he played better than his 45 suggested, which is a little bit worrying for me.
1: Yeah, I I think he played 73 minutes or whatever it was, and he went off at the end of the game. So he missed potentially close to 10 minutes where he was on his haunches for about three minutes managing his ankle. So, I mean, you add 10 minutes to that, he gets close to 50. I mean, if he gets over 50, are you upset? No. As a Taruva owner? I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm fine with that, so I, I'm fine to hold ahead. him. Yeah, I'm fine to hold him. I don't think that's a big issue there. I've got ma- I've got bigger problems, or not necessarily bigger problems, but bigger focuses for my team over the next fortnight, leading into over the next month, leading into Origin. Yep. So, I still might trade him in a week or two, but I don't think next week is the week considering everybody's trading out Turbo. That might be a priority. I think this uh, this coming week,
0: the break evens going to be massive.
1: Now, let me ask you this: Cleary you got sixty. That's his floor, yep. really. I don't think we're going to see yep. Cleary score less than sixty this year. Who do you no. sell before Origin? Because I mean, I don't know whether how how much you've looked at the the draw and and what that looks like through the buy period. But who do you sell before Origin, Nico or Cleary? Because if you have both, let's face it, you're not going to have a halfback for probably about four or five rounds out of that out of that time.
0: Look, I think I think it's Cleary. I think it's Cleary. I think I'll spend that money elsewhere with an exit plan. You know, I I did that earlier on in the season with Keon Colin Matangi. I was sitting there with Nico Money sitting there, went Keon. I thought, well, it's going to be an easy option back. He ended up hurting himself and was still, and, you know, dropped a heap of cash, but was still an easy option back. I think I will get another really expensive guy, whether it be that's just not in the, in that period, whether it's, a halfback or not is sceptical. I might just go cheap at the halfback and then, you know, get someone in like Maddow, uh, somebody with really good stretch of games through that origin period that's going to punch out some scores and then just flip them back. All right. Let me, let me
1: put this to you. Uh, so Nico doesn't play round 13. Yep. So he may back up round 14. I'd say he probably does, mm. but then, He's got a, he got the Bulldogs round 16. They don't play. He's not going to play. He's going to be in origin camp round 16. Yep. Then the Sharks have to buy around 17. So at the moment, yep. we're looking at Nico playing two rounds between round 12 and round 17. So he's going to yep. miss probably potentially three games in that period. Does it not make sense to trade him after round 12, considering they play Newcastle? Uh, and then ride that out considering he's going to miss probably three games. He's going to miss back-to-back games, round 16 and 17, and then just grab him back round 18 against the Dragons.
0: Yeah, yeah, you could. Look, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Maybe you burn two trades and trade them both, spend them elsewhere, get every high-end player that's not playing Origin, and, um, yeah, with really easy exit plans.
1: I'm honestly thinking I'll go with trading Nico. I I think when you look at the origin draw and the amount of games he's going to play during that period, I'll I'll ride him up until round 12 against Newcastle. And then I'll probably trade him just before round 13, where he has the buy anyway and origin camp. He's going to play around 14 and 15, but then he's going to miss 16 and 17. And then I'll just grab him back around 18. That's probably the way I'll play it to be
0: honest. Do you think like a Hughes or a Moses? I really, every year I like Hughes over that buy period.
1: Yeah, he's obviously a Kiwi, so he's not going to be hampered by origin. He's not going to play in the origin games. I like Mitch okay. Moses as well, mm-hmm. but I don't. Yeah, I don't know whether I want Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown in in the same kind of super coach team. Uh, and Mitch Moses is Rocks and Diamonds is better as best as anybody in the competition. He can get you a twenty or he can get you one hundred and twenty. So I'm not quite sure whether I love Monus, Moses. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure what what option I go with. I I haven't looked in depth, but. I will be very soon because that's going to yep. be an option. I think I'm going to have to trade him at some point. Um, anyway, we're still talking Panthers. Anyway, but uh, Hosking, are you going to sell him or keep him?
0: I'm going to keep him. The updates got me home. I'm I'm happy with 49.50 out of that mid tier guy. He's not going to leak a heap of cash. Probably got bigger problems this week.
1: Yeah, agreed, mate. Let's move on to Eels versus Broncos. Your Broncos beat the Eels 26-16. Um, what we saw from this game. I guess Supercoach relevant-wise, like there's a lot of mid-tier points in this game, like Gutherson 86, Reynolds 79, Farnworth 70, but there really isn't a ton to talk about um, aside from those guys in terms of booms. And then we've got, the bus being josh hodson 12 maddie dory if you're holding him i am unfortunately that's a 26 he'll lose about 25k and reese walsh 38 had his first score under i think 85 for the year now everybody's going to start looking at reese walsh going oh he's a sell he's going to start dropping cash what are your thoughts on selling reese walsh
0: it's one week he looks good has he topped out Maybe, but are you mad if you hold him and he's scoring these 700s? Um, if you heard Billy Slater's interview, uh, it looks like he's going to select Ponga. To me, yeah, it looks, it looks like Ponga is going to be selected. Walsh could be that by coverage. Like Walsh could be that guy that you play through the origin period. Yeah, there's no way you move him if
1: he's going to be playing football through the origin yeah. period. I mean they missed round sixteen and round nineteen. So he only plays one of the three major buy rounds, Reese Walsh, but regardless, I still think he's worth a hold. I mean, he's at eight hundred and three thousand. He's going to drop a little bit this week. He's probably going to drop to about seven sixty, seven seventy. Um regardless though, if you plan on keeping him, it doesn't matter what he's what his price and, and is. And so. you got
0: and you got on him at five fifty. Like we're talking, you know, fantastic money. And some of these other guys that we're talking about has be, have been quite uninspiring. Spot on. You, you okay. know, I don't, I don't know whether there are too many
1: other options at fullback, to be honest.
0: No, and like Gutho's look good in a ordinary. Like he looks like he's just trying to put the team on his back and, and get him home. He, I don't know why they haven't re-signed him because uh, when I think of the paramount Eels right now, I think of Gutho.
1: The one thing you need to think about with Gutho, and I think we'll, you know we'll dive into this a lot more when we do a specific episode on buy planning because that that's around the corner now. But if you have Gutho. And you have Turbo. We, I mean, people are going to be trading Turbo this week. But if you have Gutho and Turbo, you're not going to have a fullback for round 14. So you're going to have to take an AE in that round, considering that Manly and the Eels both have the buy in round 14. So that's something to consider. Um, we'll, but again, we'll do a much bigger deep dive on on that in the coming weeks in the lead up, because people are going to start making their decisions around what Origin looks like very soon. So
0: yep. we will cover that. Um yep. And in your busts, I actually have Cobo and Moses in there. Moses is coming off 41 for the amount of money that you're paying for Moses as an antipod against, you know, your Cleary's, your Nikos, um, you know, Jerome Hughes's, Uh, Yeah, you expect more. You need more if you're antipodding that position for Moses.
1: Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree.
0: And Cobo, Cobo with 30, you know, he's going to score 101 week and he's going to score 30 the next. It's what you get.
1: So next one, I know that you're not a Hopgood owner anymore. I know you sold him, but for for those of us, myself included, that are holding Hopgood, you got 43, you got Sinbin, so technically that's minus 10, and then he also missed 10 minutes at a point a minute. So he could have easily scored 63-plus in this game by just staying on yep. the field with that, with that hip drop, which was a little bit contentious to start with. Now that Re- Regan Campbell-Gillard has gone down, in this game. Do you think now Hopgood is a genuine hold considering there's a good chance he's going to see more minutes, minutes in the middle?
0: Yeah, look, I'm happy I moved him on. I got rid of him before he started leaking any cash. But also, if I had him, he would be a hold for me now with that injury. Yeah. I yeah, don't know um, if he's in um, play um, every week, but he's going to generate some cash. Um, you know, if there's going to be a big question in – there would be a big question in my team every week, as like you know, your Prestons, your Fords, your your Hopgood, uh, and you could play them on matchups.
1: Yeah, yeah, good shout. He's, I think he's definitely. One he's to not going to make the eye eye origin
0: on. team. He's not going to make the origin team.
1: Yeah, there was plenty of word floating around, wasn't there? And as as he's got that couple of hundreds in a row in Super Coach. Everybody's going, "Oh, this guy's a he's a lock for Queensland," and then uh, he's found his way onto Parramatta's bench somehow. Good old Brad yeah, Arthur. Think- doing god's I think, work isn't he i think
0: yeah i think the um billy slater and and freddie just really watch the um the super coach scores when they pick their team too so.
1: <laughs> they do really, they do really people, important. I'm sure people are on top of that <laughs> yeah um, they, actually,
0: they, they actually give them um you know 11 million to spend so they've got to stay under the salary cap so
1: <laughs> they do. <laughs> uh, Dylan Brown, 67, you'd be happy with that. Sean Lane, 65, when he's got a break-even of 120, you'd be very happy as a non-owner. Ryan Madison, though, if you've got Ryan Madison in your team and you paid 715 k for him for a 59, you'd be a little bit upset with that, wouldn't you?
0: But that's his flaw. Like, that's what you're paying for, safety. Yeah. Yeah, good shout. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be disappointed. I was actually hoping Lane would go less. I didn't think he looked really good and... uh yeah, at some stage this year, um, yeah, it's gonna be the right time to turn into Sean Lane. So
1: Yeah, two more weeks, I reckon. And uh, yeah. we could see Lane put him out. So very excited. He's a for that. that.
0: Paramount are through that by period. Um yeah, it could be an easy walk up from a bloke like you know, your Hoskings or your Prestons or you know, whoever isn't the flavor of that week. Um just pump or Jackson Ford. Uh, pump them straight into Sean Lane, and I think that you'll be happy for the rest of the year, because at that point of the year, that's when I start looking at pedigree. I'm not looking at cash cows anymore. So,
1: fair, mate. The last thing for this game, I am stoked as a non-owner of Payne Haas that he only <laughs> got sixty three, because he could have he he the guy could average eighty for the rest of the season. So coming into Origin, if he gets sub seventy any week, I'm very very happy as a non-owner, knowing that I've got Tarpany and Stefano, and I've got Christian Welch in my front row. Like those those three guys are mids, at best. I mean, uh, I think is going to come good, but Payne Haas is just the primo of all primos for uh, front row forward. So I'm very happy he only got 63 this week. Do you own him?
0: No, I don't. Um, regrettably. I was just looking in Tarpany through that pie period. I was really liking. Um, I was hoping that Tarpany was going to step up. And, you know, Pan has had all those off-field issues and everything, and I was just really worried. And, you know, he had the run-ins with the coach and requested a trade and everything last year. It was hard to know where his headspace was at, but, yeah, he's just playing fantastic footy, and he is the best front-row forward in the game. Yep. Yep, I agree. If, if, but but would you
1: get him now? It's probably too far gone.
0: Oh, he's not going to score well next week. Tell you that for free.
1: (laughs) So we've got, um,
0: yeah, yeah. For those um, that missed the game, uh, Ezra Mam and Payne Hass will not be playing next week unless they challenge it and win. Obviously, if they challenge and lose, they'll get two weeks. I don't think they'll do that. I think we'll roll in with a little bit of a subpar. Team against the Bunnies, uh, maybe take our medicine and um, yeah, roll on with the rest of the season. Spot on. Um, mate, let's tackle a few questions. We've got a, a few pumping
1: through at the moment. Keep them coming, guys, if you have any questions for the coming week. Um, sell Turbo, Connor's asking. He looks like crap. Yep. I mean, yeah. hard to argue um, with that, isn't it? It's a pretty good analysis, in-depth, yeah, deep dive. But like,
0: So think – and I'm going to wait and see. Um, think – let's look back at your team last year when it didn't work out and you've paid for – him with this massive break-even. Anytime you talk about selling Turbo, there's 100 coming. There's 120 coming. There is 150 coming. Sell with caution. Um, be, don't just trade him for the sake. Like I wouldn't just be trading him to a, to a Buller or something to upgrade, you know, AKP to Mulatalo. That's not going to be worth it. Make sure you're making this money worth it because he is points on the board almost every time he played. He played... Probably the worst game I've seen him play, and he still scored for 40.
1: Yeah, I, I think if you watched the game, you would have been pretty concerned with the way he was moving. And I yeah. think, honestly, I think Manly are hiding something from us. They're, they're not transparent at all when it comes to injury um, or, or any of their players. I mean, we look at Josh Euster. Oh, he's got a quad cork, and he misses three weeks. That's just unheard of. Yeah. And we find out the quad cork turns into a quad strain. So I, I feel yeah. like Manly are full of shit. I feel like they're downgrading or downplaying Turbo's injury. I feel like it's probably a little bit more than it maybe has been. And yeah. I am, as soon as Wednesday, whenever 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, that, that uh, the game opens up <laughs> where you can make trades. Turbo is straight out of my team. I've never traded anybody quicker. It's just massive concerns for me around the way that he looked in that game. If you watch the whole game, he looks shit ass. So, yeah. not a fan. He's out for me. I'm not sure who for, but... We'll assess. Now, next question. Mr. Calio is asking, relating to turbo selling, do you take Will Kennedy or do you take King Gutho?
0: I prefer Gutho. I like East draw. Yeah, I do prefer Gutho.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Turbo to Gutho, they've both got the buy in round 14, so you're not really going to have to be stuck with two fullbacks that that have the buy at the same time, so you'll be able to play someone in that round. Uh, in saying that, Will Kennedy's pushing for... a a spot he's demanding a spot in people's teams this year,
0: yeah. But it's so try dependent. I know that he can go on and score three tries, but you know, Gutho has a little bit of base. Um, Gutho has the better draw. Will Kennedy's maybe what the fifth best player in his team, you know, Gutho's maybe the second,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair shot. That's a good call. Um, is Walsh a sell? No, I'm gonna say no as well. I think. You just hold him. You just ride the wave. I mean, look, if unless you don't have turbo, if you don't have turbo, I mean, even then, the Broncos still have an okay draw. You know, it's not the end yep. of the world. It's not like they're going to come up against fucking really, three really tough teams to play in a row. Like, I feel like Walsh could be okay. He could be old.
0: Yeah, so that knee-jerk reaction was let's trade Walsh. You know, 800, he's topped out. He's going to leak a little bit of cash. Let's trade Walsh. And then I had a look at the other options. I don't like him anymore. You know, if you treat Walsh as the guy that you paid 550 K for, what have you got to lose? Nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. Your
1: answer. Uh, Heatwave RL is asking, is it a bad idea to sell Preston this early for a guy like Tohu Harris?
0: No, I really like his pedigree. Um, Tahu's looked good. Uh, he had that niggling injury, uh, you know, missed a couple of weeks. I think, Tohu's looked really good all year. Much, you know, I was thinking that he was going to drop off this year. He looks really good. The Warriors look really good. Preston obviously has a 30 in him. He's done it before. Um, yeah, Tohu's going to was gonna score between 60 and 90 every week.
1: Yeah, I, I can't remember who it was at the, in, in the preseason. It was really talking up Tohu, and there was another guy that was just off Tohu, and he said he was going to be shit this year. I can't remember who that was. Um, I'm pretty sure it was a guy named Supercoach Matrix from memory, but.
0: Yeah, I was talking up to Cotter and he's looking fantastic. Like, you know, we were talking about, you know, let's spend 600K. Who have you got? Um, yeah. Cotter was up and coming. Obviously, he was injured and the Cowboys are shit. Um, apparently, the Warriors are good at footy now. So.
1: I mean, Tohu still missed two I mean. two weeks. So yeah. <laughs> still hasn't played as much footy. So anyway, I mean, it goes either way. But um, Sonic Sonic is asking us, Marju, Warbrick, or Khan Pereira trade out. Marju, no. Not a bloody no. chance I'm trading Marju out. The guy now with Ponga back and with uh, Miller and Ponga's combination over the next few weeks is only going to get better and better. Uh, Marju is not a trade, but I honestly would say that Warbrick would be the first trade out and Khan Pereira probably my next trade out. But in saying that, I think Karim Pereira can score you 120 on any week with and on that left edge with Dave Fafida. So uh, it, it's it's one of those ones where Karim Pereira could easily leak a couple of hundred K over the next few weeks if he just doesn't get those tries and those attacking stats. Yeah. So mate, There's risk in Warbrick and Karim Pereira in your team. I don't think there's any risk in Marju. What are your thoughts? I, I trade out Maju
0: to get Nico. Not disappointed. It was on the week that I've got Zach Hosking and made some cash. You know, got Maju that one week, made some cash, traded him back out. Do I regret it? No. Do I want Maju on my team? Yes. Every time I watch him, I'm watching through slits in my fingers. He's playing fantastic footy. Pong is back. The Knights look good. Yeah. Maju, anytime try scorer every week.
1: Yeah. $2.20 he was paying this weekend. What is a what sports bet doing? That is free money. Any, that is free event? money.
0: And who had 50 on it? This
1: guy. Yes, absolutely. You would. You, I mean, I'd take that to the bank every single week. Money, money for um, you. Connor, Teddy, a buyer? I'd say yes.
0: I'm just really worried about this Origin period. Like, we're going to be loading up. We already have our Nikos and our Clearies. How many are we going to have to trade out? At this point in the season, I'm not trading in Latrell. I'm not trading in Teddy. I'm not trading in people that are going to be playing Origin. Is it the right time to buy him? Yeah, but you have to already have that other, you know, Reese Walsh that's not going to play.
1: If you've got Gutho in your team already, buy Teddy. If
0: you've got Gutho in your team, Teddy is a no brainer. If you've got Deadwoods in your team, he's a no brainer. Will Kennedy, no brainer. Jerome Buller, Teddy's your other guy.
1: (laughs) Jerome Buller, I don't know whether he's going to see my team all year, but honestly, we'll get to the Tigers game. He actually looked okay. it was his yeah. debut. The guy just looks athletic as hell. He just looks like he could just run for yeah. days. He looks fit. He looks big. Um, you know so what? What if they worse to lose? lose? No, they don't. Nothing. That's why they threw him in there. The guy's is a zero and seven now. They were zero and six when they named him. That I said, young fellow, go out, have a crack. See how you, you go. No pressure. If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. Who cares? Um, I mean, I don't know whether it's good for his confidence, but he, he looked good. Passed the eye test for me.
0: I don't know. He's got a Tigers contract. He's got to get used to losing.
1: That's true. That's true. For at least a couple of years until we come good and win the comp. So 2025 is our year. But, so, um...
0: so we've been bringing stats to every week, and I know it's early on the Tigers game, but I'm going to forget it. Appy Karasau has lost more games for the Tigers I saw this. already than he has for the Panthers for three years. I know. Years. How, good,
1: how good is that? <laughs> I mean, what did he expect? Did he expect to come across and just start winning premierships? No, of course he didn't. He expected to come across and be a battler for a couple of years because he knew that he was going to make his paycheck and maybe this would define his career. He's won a premiership with the Rabbitohs. He's won two with the Panthers. He's got three chips. Maybe he wanted to come across, challenge himself and go, you know what, imagine if I could get a premiership ring with the Tigers. (laughs) Imagine. He
0: was not thinking that. He was thinking Coke and strippers. It yeah, and exactly that too. It You're not thinking. finding
1: them at Campbelltown, though. I'll give you the red <laughs> <Yeah>. option. <odd two.
0: laughs> um. it's, it's only a uh, a short taxi right away, and he's got plenty of money to pay him. So that's true. Uber,
1: Uber, Uber, straight, Uber, straight to Queen Street, Campbelltown. Um, Sonic is asking Preston Hosking host keep or sell. Uh, get rid of host as quick as you can. I would say hold the other two for now.
0: If you got host last week, what have you got to lose by waiting a week? really it's not going to be a massive break. Even I think they're all keep at this stage, unless you've got some really good plans in look, they're all expendable to me. Everybody's expendable to me. Um, But this week I keep them. I, I save those trades.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair, call. Cool. I, I don't mind that. I, I just, oh, mate, Jacob host, just getting the hook early in the game. Just tells me that that's a, I don't know if you went with him, you were hoping to get some cash. He didn't. Sometimes you've got to own your mistakes and you've just got to go, you know what? I I made the wrong move. I'm going to move him on. The problem is in the 2RF, are there really many downgrade options or many options unless you have 200K in the bank that you can go to? Probably not. So,
0: yeah. So you're going to be wasting two trades. And at this point in the year, uh, I'd say most of us here in the chat uh, went hard early. We've both gone hard early. Um, Yeah. I don't think you can waste two trades to fix a Jacob Host mistake fuck it. He might roll over for another try and score 50 one week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So Cleary not kicking goals this week, injured groin injury. Um, He's got the Tigers this week. Lyle's thinking he might get a rest. I I don't think so.
0: Yeah. There's nothing to really show the Tigers have been playing better footy. Um, There would be nothing worse than for the Panthers to sit Cleary and lose to the Tigers. Um, (laughs) Talking to some people that have, that have played NRL before. And, you know, you talk about these bogey games, you know, they roll in that they think that they can beat the Tigers. The Tigers are still an NRL team with blokes like Appy um, IPAP. Um, yeah. They're still, can roll out a good team. I would be playing Cleary every week. He can, if he's got a niggling groin injury, he's just not going to kick this week. He still kicked in play. He still looked really good for his 60. Um, you know what? If they didn't score right at the end and have that little lapse and a bit of the trail magic, we'd be talking about the Panthers winning this week. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Samuel is asking, what is the most important position to upgrade? Christian uh, Welch, Ezra Mam, or Camp Pereira?
0: like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I reckon there's about five really good center five or six really good center wings. And you want to have four of them. I think front row forward, you know, none of those guys are really going to burn you. There's only Payne House and he's out next week. You're not going to do that. You could easily just sit man week. He's looked really good. He looked really good on the, on the weekend. He's not going to play origin. Look, I would say Khan Pereira. I would argue that you probably have guys that you need to move more than those three guys. Honestly. Yeah. You've probably got For a sure. Warbrick. Yeah. You've probably got a Warbrick. Um, you know, you've probably got a cheapie somewhere. You've probably got Reed Marnie. Um, yeah, I would say Welsh, ma'am, or Cam Pereira. If I had them, I'd be sitting on them having 30 trades left.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you've got enough trades to have another look. Uh, again, though, I think the person that's going to lose the most cash next week is going to be Cam Pereira. Uh, but again, he's the most likely to score 120. So it's it's one of those ones where you've got to just punt on the matchup, essentially, for Cam Pereira. So, um, mate, these beers are caught up with me. So answer this next one run. for me. Ham 338 K. So what are your thoughts on him as a Stefano upgrade front row forward?
0: Yeah, I really I really like Harm I think that the Rabbitohs look really good. Um, I think that he's gonna benefit from our new found, you know, the mid of David Moali. You know, he's relatively average. Thomas Burgess, he's relatively average. Chicam, relatively average. You've got all these average guys. I think they're going to lean on Harm And, um, yeah, I think for 330K, you can't go wrong. What else are we looking at? The only week that you've played AKP, that's bad luck. Now, if we look at who's more of a priority by Heatwave for Dillbags or Tohu, I really like the draw for Dillbags. I think we'll find out whether the Warriors mean business this week, Um, playing against a Storm team that have been in a bit of form. Whereas, you know, Dillbags can score 70 in a loss against a really good Broncos team. I would be leaning towards getting Dillbags in because of how average the whole 5 position is. Brainer, what do you think? Dillbags or Toe? Poor
1: uh, deal bags. Yeah, just just draw dependent. That that's all. That's the only difference. Did I just, just repeat what you said? Thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And
0: I just said. And I just said this week. I think we're going to find out whether u is whether the Warriors mean business. This is a really big game against the Storm. They're paying three dollars eighty. Uh, no one believes in them, even though they're third. If they can beat the storm this week, they're gonna put everybody on notice and show that they deserve to be in the top eight this year.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I think this is a make or break matchup for them to show whether this is their year. So I'm I'm all for it. I hope they win. I hope they do well because I've been on the Wawas bandwagon all season. So I'm all for it. Mate, let's let's um let's quickly move into the next game because we've obviously got still got four games to go and we've got tons of yep. questions coming in. We really appreciate the questions. Keep them coming. We'll do our best to cover them all. I uh, can't promise we'll get to every single question, but yep. we'll do our best. Uh Let Bulldogs be 20. Yeah, go for it. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, Sharks 33 have defeated the Doggies 20. And the note that I have here is the Bulldogs have ticker.
1: I mean... This game wasn't over until very, very late in the contest, was it? Like um, the Sharks looked better a lot of the game, but the Bulldogs started to come back a little bit. They showed a little bit of fight. I don't mind it. And uh, uh, the one of the guys that I looked at, Matty Burton, uh, we were big on him in the off season and he's finally got to a point now where he's starting to string together some good super coach performances. So um, it was nice to see him lead this team in a loss, regardless, but I think this team's going to learn from that. And they're decimated by injury as well, aren't they? Like, it's it's tough for the, to expect much from them at, at all this season in the early part.
0: And I think Matty Burton still gets picked in the centres for Origin, which is why I'm going to stay away. But if not for that, I would seriously be looking at him. Dillbags have been a bit underwhelming. You know, Ezra's up and down. There's not a lot of those mid-tier guys. And, yeah, I do still really like Burton. Like, he's just scored 78 in a loss. Um, Yeah.
1: Hard to argue. And so he's his five best scores this year in eight rounds, really. So uh, 78, 76, 74, 57, 50. Like, well, I mean, what are we expecting from this guy? Like, I to, to be honest, if I wanted a 5.8 in my team, I'd be more than happy to pay 500K for a guy that's going to get me more than 50 in five out of his eight games. Like, we're, we're, that's an absolute bin position this year. So uh, he's starting to come good for me.
0: Yeah, he is. It's that origin thing. Like, you know, if you're comparing him to deal bags, for example, who has leaked a lot of cash. I paid seven eighty for it. Um, yeah, I'm watching it every week like the stock market. And yeah, do you just spend an extra hundred K and get dealbags? Bit better buy coverage. Oh, for sure. Playing, you do. No chance you of playing origin. Yeah, but Maddie Burton could be my second um 5/8 by the end of the year.
1: Would you pick Maddie Burton? Over AJ Brimson or Kalen Ponga, because they're both cheaper.
0: Kalen Ponga is like that ex girlfriend you haven't seen for a while, and you said oh, you never would again. <laughs> and then, and then you see her; she's been working out, she's looking fit. She's she hasn't been concussed in a few weeks. Yeah, she's coming off the bench, and you just look at it, and you're like, I could. You won't though, but you could. I might, honestly. <laughs> if I dire die enough, that I might go. Kalen Ponga again if he looks good. Um, if if Walsh gets picked and Ponga doesn't, uh, Ponga's probably in my team.
1: Yeah, he's he's um, a guy I'm looking at for sure. He's gonna going to be low five hundred this week. Five ten. Oh, I know. I know. Imagine if he has one more bad week and he ends up under five hundred k. Oh, holy moly! He's a he. Yeah, I'm going to look. I'm going to look like if you've sure. got
0: Josh Schuster or Katoa, like you're walking up someone like that to Ponga, regardless of the concussion risk, aren't you? Yep. Yeah, you are. Um, 100% you are. Speaking of people, Mulatalo, um, um, that blown try. I'm not a superstitious man by any stretch of the imagination, but it kind of makes me think that non-owners have dodged a bullet this week and it's just time to get on.
1: Yeah, I mean, he got 67 without a try. Like, I mean, with a blown try, that's an error. So he gets a minus, what is it, minus four for an error or something? Minus two, yeah, whatever exactly. it is. So, so like he, he scored 70 for score a
0: try. He was scoring 100 otherwise. I know yeah. he, they're not playing the doggies every week, but I tell you what, the Sharks could turn up against anyone. The Sharks should beat the best team in the comp by 20 and lose to the Titans by 20.
1: All right, let me ask you this. So we got 67 this week. He's a good pod. He's only about maybe 5 4% owned. A lot of people also, jumped on last yep. week. What about Sione Katoa? Because he's five hundred K. He's not moving this week. His price will stay the same, if not drop a tiny little bit. So he's around that five hundred K mark, right? And he's he's done okay this season so far. I mean, he's on that lethal sharks back line. He's scoring tries, he's looking good. Do we do we just go with Sioni Katara instead of Mulatalo?
0: So the difference is he scored fifty seven with a try. Yep. Mulatalo scored sixty seven without.
1: Yep. Yeah, they like I the right am- to left, don't they? The Sharks.
0: They do, they do. Well, Nico does. Yeah,
1: I mean, at the end of the day, it all matters what Nico does. No one gives a shit about anybody else in this team, but what Nico's doing. So,
0: no, um, exactly. And I care about Mulatalo right now. Um, I've got him in draft. I captain him this week in draft, actually. And oh, um, that's huge. Okay. Yeah, it was huge. I just thought that they were playing the Bulldogs. Um, I had him for any time as well. I've got Joey Mano again. If you're looking for my tips. <laughs> um, I had Joey manu uh, Molotalo, which, you know, um, crazy prey mantis also had him for any time try scorer as well. And um, yeah, of course, Greg Marju. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nico, I had a five or six try score a multi and Mulatalo's is the only one at the moment that's missed. Um, so anyway, that's okay. We'll push on. Nico, Nico
0: 97. <laughs> that's the path of the course. If we're talking about golf.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that his, is that his floor? Are we crazy in saying is, that that's his floor? 80's his floor. Uh, mate, that's that's seriously insane for a guy, any player. Yeah. That 80 is their yeah. floor. We're talking about Nathan Cleary being the best, probably the best player in the game to be fair. And we're saying that 60's his floor. And we're saying that Nico has 80 as a floor. That's nuts. So if you don't Nico have Nico Hines in your team, you need to player. get him.
0: Nico is the best super coach player in the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he just accumulates stats like no other. Uh, Britton Nikora, uh, 87, continues to just burn blokes. Um, him and Nico on that right. Nico and Nico on the right side are, are proving to be quite yeah. a handful for for opposition defense on that, um, on that right edge. Braden Burns, 84, for the Bulldogs as well. I mean, we're not going to look at him because his price is so inflated. But um, he's done okay. And then, obviously, Matty Moylan with a 70 as well is worth mentioning. You're not going to jump on yeah. Matty Moylan, but it's worth mentioning.
0: No, and the guys that I would mention is, you know, Kennedy, three tries, still doesn't turn up. That scares <laughs> me in him being that guy. Like, you know, if you're scoring three tries, you want 130. Like, yeah, how often... uh, he's got he's three tries twice, though, this year.
1: Yeah, I, I've heard his middle name's Drinkwater.
0: So, um, <laughs>
1: the, we'll drink water, Kennedy 99 with hat trick is, uh, that, that's a Scotty this, drink water startup this, ever. This seen, year what? he's
0: been a drink gold. So <laughs>
1: yeah. 4X gold. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Let me ask you this. The, now from what I've seen on Twitter, you a b- bit of chat about Reed mid Marnie. Now, I mean, <laughs> the super coach whisperer came in and said, uh, called him Reed Midney and, and you weren't a fan of that. Uh, tell us your minutes, thoughts on Reed right? Midney.
0: I just thought it was poor form, to be honest.
1: <laughs> you said it was lame, um, didn't you? Is yeah, that
0: right? It, it was. <laughs> like why wouldn't you just stop at Reed Mid Marnie? It just makes no sense. Um, but anyway, um, Reed Midney. Um, he is mid. Um, but I think 38's is his floor. Is anyone else putting up their hands? JMK probably is, apart from that. I don't really like anyone else. I don't like Harry Grant going into that. Op- Origin period and especially coming off a 32. I just don't know who else to go to. And I'm sitting here with Reed Midney. And um, you know what? He's going to get a 70 maybe next week, and I'll be happy.
1: I'd be stoked with a 70. That'd be Reed Primani, Primo Marni. Don't know. Don't know He's... how we're going to work that one, but we'll we'll edit that one. Even though we're live, we're going to try. Yeah. We'll try our best <laughs> to edit that out. Um, <laughs> um, anything else to say on the bulldog sharks? Oh, look,
0: those, those who what who have Alamotti, you need to get off him. He is gonna average twenties for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's a fair shout.
1: That's a fair shout. Um, guys, obviously, we're, we're very lucky to be sponsored by not only the Standard Squeeze, but to our good friends, Mark, Emma, and the team over at Snap Fitness at Bendigo and Epsom. So obviously, if you're in country Victoria and you're looking for a gym, you're looking to get fit, you're looking to get involved in the gym scene and get a little bit healthier, make sure to hit the guys up over at Snap Fitness, Bendigo and Epsom, two locations there. They've got child minding as well. So if you've got kids and you're struggling to get to the gym, it's a really good option there to get out to the guys. They'll look after your kids. You don't have to worry about them. They'll uh, Everybody's qualified, obviously, as well, that's uh, qualified in child minding. So make sure to hit those guys up and um, get a workout in as a PT. Yeah. I, if you um, put on, I condone if, for sure.
0: If you put on a bit of weight um, yeah. after drinking beers and um, drinking out of your standard squeeze, get down to Snap Fitness, Emerson and Ben, go and uh, drop your kids off, uh, put the headphones in, Sit in the corner and feel better about yourself.
1: Absolutely. What a, what an absolute uh, one one of the great I wouldn't say vicious cycles, but one of the great cycles of life, <laughs> circles of life, is to to have a drink out of your standard squeeze and then head up to Snap Fitness and work it off. That's one of the best things I've seen. So we look after size.
0: I got quite we, philosophical the other day, and I just thought, like, if if you were trying to explain how humans work to like an alien, you're like, okay, so like. You wake up in the morning and you drink coffee to get yourself going. You do a day of work. It was stressful. And then you drink beer to slow yourself down, which essentially then you need coffee for in the morning to keep on going. And it's a vicious, that is the vicious cycle.
1: And you know, the beauty of the vicious cycle is that you can use your four in one from the standard squeeze for both of those things. So you, you can do. literally get your four in one. You can pour your coffee in it in the morning. You can pop your stubby in it in the afternoon. Everybody wins. So, 15% off guys use Molten 15. Happy days. Move on. Cowboys 18, Knights 16. Goodness me. I, I Honestly, I don't know how the Cowboys win this game because they did everything they could possibly do to lose this one against the Knights. Um, But my best friend and certified best friend, Val Holmes, got 105. Uh, Drinky got 105 as well. Blue tick. Blue tick. Uh, so um, they both scored 105, Drinky and, and Val you'd be pretty happy. Lockie Miller, 84, Gagai, 81, the rest of these guys. I mean, maybe Ruben Cotter, 76, is, is super coach relevant leading into origin though. I don't know whether I'm going to look at him. Um, yeah. But some good scores from this game.
0: Yeah. Look, uh, I think Pongan looks good. I think, you know, Holmes and Robson have definitely repaid the faithful with a, with a 70 from him. Uh, Miller and Marju are just doing what we're accustomed to. look, Jack Kiszewski, uh 47, was the player that I was hoping he could be in the off-season. Um, you know, if he nuts out a role, he could be a really good downgrade option. I'd be high on Cotter if the origin period wasn't approaching. Um, Nanai still try dependent. I don't know. It was pretty ordinary. It was a pretty scrappy game of footy, really. It
1: was. It was a stinker. It was a stinker. Um, I mean, Nanai getting 31, Phoenix Crossland, a very – popular, what we would call maybe halfback 5.8 downgrade option. He got 38. I mean, you're not upset with the 38 from a guy that costs 300K, but I mean, are you kind of wanting more from a guy that's playing 80 minutes? Aren't you? Like, I, I don't know whether I, – I didn't look at him personally, but like, is he a guy you considered to get in your team this year?
0: Look, I didn't have the spots, but if I needed to downgrade and maybe I had a luxury ta- trade, I probably liked him more than Katoa. But, um, yeah, not this week. No, it
1: looks like Katoa's uh, got a breath of fresh air, hasn't he? He's uh, got 47, and and we'll talk about the Dolphins very soon. Next game, actually, but, like, uh, I mean, he was robbed of a try assist there in in, uh, in downgrades or upgrades. So um, yeah. we'll talk about that very soon. But, hey, um, I just wanted to ask, when's this? So this Cowboys golden draw, how's, how's that going? Because I'm struggling to understand how they're actually starting to come good now at the back end of this golden draw. Like, are they, are they actually going to become a really competitive team now they start playing really good teams?
0: Yeah, probably. When and, everybody jumps off. And I kind of feel good that I've held Holmes and I've held Robson. You know, Robson's got a really good 70 or 80 in him. You know, I'm happy with a 60. He did score that first try with um, and scored 70. I'd honestly be happy with 50 from a hooker at the moment. That's how dire hooker is for me.
1: Yeah, I had Reed Marnie and Sonny Luke last week. So I'm looking at my hookers going. I would honestly love Phoenix Cross on there, to be honest. Yeah. Um yeah. it's uh yeah, panic stations.
0: Jack Granville, he's the answer.
1: Oh, yeah, let's not go there. Um Marju 67, Robson 59, uh, series 69, both solid, both decent options. You both hold. Uh obviously they're going to be good throughout the, the origin period as well. So you hold on to both yeah. of those guys. We're um, any other
0: Mar- mentions? we talked talking about Marju so much, but on the other wing, Dom Young looked really good the other night. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he's a try he's not a buy for me. No, he's not, but he's a try scorer. I think uh, if you needed to roll the dice, if you found yourself in 87,000th or something, he's got 140 in him. Um, you know, this is sort of, I know he scored a try, but this is sort of his flaw. If the Knights are scoring tries, they're scoring him on the wing. So, yeah, it's going to Marju or going to him. They look good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's not a guy I'm looking at, though. I don't think his, his defense uh, – and, I mean, honestly, let's be honest. The Marju and Dom Young wings are the leakiest wings in the competition in terms of defense. So, like, either one of them could get just hooked and never see another game of NRL this year. So there's a lot of risk <laughs> there in terms of the defense and the way that looks. And we don't know what Adam O'Brien's going to do because the bloke's all over the shop. So – um, yeah, and I'm not, Dom I'm Young's not a better target
0: him. for that, gunner. to the uh, – tell you what, I'll look at him when he goes to the Roosters.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. It just depends if Sammy Walker's in that team or not, so that'll be yeah. an interesting watch. Let's move on. Let's move on to this next game. Dolphins 28 versus <laughs> – I, I don't even know whether I can say the rest of this score because this was – It's
0: the it's the tale of two halves.
1: That was one of the worst, and, and we know that the Titans are, are well-renowned for this. If this was honestly one of the worst losses I've seen. Uh, and I'm a Tiger Ridge, supporter. Ridge I've seen Miller. some bad losses. Don't you worry. Um, Reggie Miller. Yeah, Reggie Miller will give him a run for sure. I mean, the I think it was 26-0 at one point, And then, I mean, they went into halftime at 26-4. And then the Dolphins came back 28-26. Whatever Wayne Bennett fed them at halftime needs to go into folklore is probably the either well, the greatest halftime speech you've ever heard. Was,
0: have you seen Space Jam? That's what I, I have. <laughs> yes, Matt, Mike's magic stuff. No, it, Mark, it was Mark's magic stuff. It was Mark Nichols. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he went over for a meat pie,
1: so good on Mark Nichols. Yeah, cool. um, yeah. oh, it's it's had him for any time his trying. magic stuff. Yeah, That's it. I mean, Jared Wallace also, he, he was feeding blokes all night um, with try assists close to the line. 107
0: off the bench. Don't you love what it? What a gun.
1: Hey, how about you and Aiken, 99? He's got 99 and 91 the last two weeks.
0: Uh, center wing, second row for Joel too. I'm not
1: picking a center, a guy playing at center in the second row, but I would pick yeah. a second rower playing at second row in the center wing in Supercoach. Yeah. The problem is he's got the worst. He's got the the wrong way around in terms of advantage, I guess, for Supercoach. But I mean, how can you argue with the bloke that gets the double nineties? He scored a try in each game. Are you looking at yep. him?
0: Look, um, he's point seven ppm. He's playing eighty minutes a game. Look, if he's floors fifty five and his average is 55, are you disappointed this year?
1: No, not at all. No chance. I'll be stoked with him. Remember, I, I don't, don't know whether they... you remember maybe five or six years ago or seven years ago, you and Aiken came into the league and everyone loved him because yeah. he was dual centre wing to RF. And um, yeah, he was like a basement price 200K or something when he came into the comp. Yeah. It's
0: 2015, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. I really enjoyed myself. Um, Isaac Liu ninety-three. David Fafida, we both own him, eighty-four. He he has been, get this, the most reliable two RF in the competition. Imagine saying that in the preseason, you'd be laughed out of the room. Well,
0: the Titans haven't been that bad. Like if you're not looking at the fact that they are losing games, like they're they played really good defense for 40 minutes. They put Twenty-six points on in a half. Um, like realistically, for super coach scoring, that is what you want.
1: I mean, do you want the other half? Because the other half was dismal. Like, I mean, they yeah. actually didn't turn up. They didn't even play.
0: Yeah, but for Fita,
1: and he's. Still, but my point is, he still got eighty-four. Yeah, like exactly. He did eighty-four in a half a game. So. Yeah. Uh, and another guy who did well was Tino Fasul Maliawi, like 79. That's good. Yeah, but he went in Brim- a- for a try. That's right. So, again, if you look at the score on the outside, it's like, oh, that's that's okay. 79 from Tino. That's great. But it's not in base. That's for sure. A couple of attacking stats in there as well. So, he's not a look. I'll tell you who is a look, though. AJ Brimson was 76 and it looked like he didn't really do much at all. Um, he's starting to bottom out in price as well. So, is he a guy that you could potentially go up from Katoa to him uh, to get you through the buy period?
0: I would love that. That would be a great treat.
1: Not sure whether I can do it, though. I'm not sure whether Katoa is my biggest problem right now. So, um, Katoa is
0: not but... my biggest problem. It's a luxury trade right now. But it's points on the board. Like, you know, you could go down. If you hate all those fallback options, you could do a buller and then go back up. Um, you could, you know, downgrade get in AJ or someone like that and then move Katoa up. I, I don't know. There's options and you can play with it. And I think it's 300K and whatever Brimson's priced at, I think you're a chance of getting there.
1: Yeah, the just, only problem with Brimson is, trades. yeah, and they don't play round 13 or 16. So they only play one of the major buy rounds. So that's a little bit off for me. He's going to be at 550K though, which is going to be basically his four. So you're if not you've got get Dylan into and this. you've
0: got Brimson, it's not as big of an issue. There's nobody else knocking down the door. Like, who can actually afford Munster at the moment? Like, I love Munster, but who can actually afford him at the moment?
1: You might get him by Origin if he keeps dropping. Yeah, but...
0: exactly. And he might play limited minutes in a game after Origin trying to get him home too, and he could Pick drop him up again. round
1: 20. Round yep. 20 when he's 700K, you can pick him up then.
0: You know what? The Storm draw is actually fantastic for those last seven rounds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good point. So he's probably a target come around 20, isn't
0: he? Yeah. Yeah. I want to load up on Storm at that point.
1: So I guess the one... Okay. Sorry. I've got two talking points. Robert Jennings. Did you see... Did you see Robert Jennings? (laughs) Apparently, I was watching the Jared Wallace post game interview at the end, and apparently Robert Jennings thought that it was a double movement when there wasn't about a, there was no defensive player within twenty meters of him, and he thought it was a double yeah, right. movement, so yeah, right. bit of drain bramage there uh, to be, for, fair, uh
0: played for, to be fair, he hadn't played first grade for a while it might be different in Reggie's,
1: yeah yeah, maybe maybe it's a double movement as soon as he hit the ground and Reggie's I'm not yeah. sure if the, if the rules differ. But that is probably one of the biggest brain farts I've ever seen in the NRL. That's up there. That is a <laughs> and stinker. He
0: just, and he's just laying there and everybody's yelling at him. It was actually quite comical.
1: It was so bad. <laughs> Especially when he get, um, and Nick Arima and, and Ray Stone basically blowing up at the bloke. He's on the ground lying there like a stunned mullet. And they're like going, get in the goal. Like it was... <laughs> Probably one of the more insane things I've seen on the NRL field. But anyway, Robert Jennings, I mean, imagine Wayne Bennett waiting for you at the at the, at the full-time siren. And at he's, the... just, he's just standing yeah. there like this. Yep. And he would be like, do not come into this dressing room. You can go home now. Thanks. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Um, mate let's move on last game of the six games that have been played this weekend Tigers 16 manly 22 i mean look this is probably the one game that tigers could have won this year and they didn't and and look when you get into a routine of losing games you just you really struggle to find a win you struggle to you, you forget to remember how to win and i've been in teams that have i've been in team sports uh for a lot of my life and you're in a team where they you just forget to win you forget how to win. Like you, you get yourself into a position to win and you can't. So I think that's where the Tigers are at the moment. Luke Brooks hasn't won a game in 365 days. Um, it's it's just not good for the Tigers. But in terms of supercoach, uh, Hamoli Alokawatu got a 70, DCE is 75, Saab is 75, Coruscant 73. I don't know how much relevance there is to supercoach aside from Alokawatu at this point.
0: Yeah, not really. Um, I think it's more talk about the disappointments in this game. Um, Not just how disappointed you were, um, but how disappointed really smart super coaches were um, by playing Garrick, by playing Turbo, by playing Schuster, just seeing that they were playing the Tigers. Um, Yeah, it's just really disappointing. And um, yeah, it just sucks that, um, you know, you make these really good calculated decisions and like the Tigers turn up, Turbo gets injured, just things that are out of your out of your hands, like you know, there's a lot of chat on Twitter about delete the app. But you know what? You made these calculated decisions. The Tigers turned up. Let me tell you, I'm not going. I'm not going to be mad with that.
1: You're not. There's no way if you get a chance to do this again against the Tigers and you play Schuster, Turbo, Stefano, Garrick, like of, of course you're playing them. Of course you're going to play these guys. Of course you're going to captain them. Like any logical super coach person that knows what they're doing is going to target a game against the worst team in the comp that are front runners for the spoon that have leaked so many points on the edges. Like it's a no-brainer. So I wouldn't beat myself up, honestly. Like, yeah, your captain didn't work out this week, but honestly, it could have honestly turned it the other way and you could have got 150 to 200 points. So I wouldn't be stressed
0: over that at all. I've had the spoons already in the mail for the Tigers, so
1: oh, it's guaranteed. It's a lock. It's probably got to be paying a dollar ten, surely. So, um,
0: do you... Api tried to put him on his back though?
1: He does every week, though. Yeah, he does every week, and and the poor guy just has no one going with him. He, he's a he's a step above everybody else in that lineup, to be honest. Even who I thought would be better, Isaiah Papali'i, has been honestly terrible. This year, it's like we got Isaiah Papali'i from Wish uh, in the off season because he's been absolute shell of himself since he came across. Which, to be fair, he relies on the guys outside him to do all the work for him. So fair enough. And uh, John Bateman made about four errors the other night, four uncharacteristic, really poor errors. So um, they'll come good eventually. I mean, maybe in twenty twenty five they'll come good, but. Um, at this stage, of after the looking good yeah. After the dry, yeah. Once we get uh, number one pick Victor Wenbuyana, once he comes yeah. to the Tigers, mate, we'll be set, we'll be ready to rock and roll. So,
0: can you? So, we're talking about really good players that you can get. <laughs> hey, Siri. Um, if we're looking at <laughs> now, my series going up. On the <laughs> um, if we're looking at really good players bottoming out. That you can get is Appy a look at five hundred and thirty k. He's going to be making a lot of tackles. He's dropped one hundred and thirty five k. All those other options outside of JMK have looked ordinary. I don't know. I'm just sitting out here throwing stones, hoping something will hit at the hooker spot. Can Appy be that guy at five hundred and thirty k? What have you got to lose? Like, yeah, no. Is I happy going to be a four hundred k player by the end of the season. I don't the worst think...
1: part is, the worst part is you on this. Sorry, that. I cut you off. No, I, I mean, oh, Damien Carroll's going to kill me on this one, because I said he messaged me and he said, "Hey, Happy Corriss He's a player. and I said, "No, no chance. Don't, don't go, Happy. <laughs> um, I'm going to backflip. I'm going to backflip on him because I, uh, you know, when we look at this draw, they've got the uh, they've got the storm." And they've got the Sharks in this little bye period here. But realistically, the Cowboys haven't been great, right? So they've, they've got the Cowboys in round 12. They've got the Raiders in round 14 who leak points. They've got the Titans who leak more, the most points in the, in the NRL. Uh, the Sharks got-
0: are dying, but they still leak points.
1: Yeah, they do. And but- so, yeah, you've got your Storm who are going to be tough to play against. And then you've got the Cowboys again who leak more points and the Sharks. And then into Newcastle Knights. And then their run home is actually nice. So it's... Yeah, honestly, if you don't like JMK, he'd be my pick. If you're going with Jeremy Marshall King, I think he'd be my pick if you're looking to downgrade Harry Grant or whatever. But Apikorosau could be number two. And, and he's yeah, so God. cheap. We know he's a, he's got the calibre to be a 700K hooker.
0: Like we're talking – like, sorry, I'm talking about like why I got Joey Manu and you're backing on Pedigree. At what point do you start looking at, you know, IPAP from Wish? Is it 400K? I'd argue that it's a bit higher than that. Yeah, it
1: is. It's sub 600 for me, for IPAP. If he drops sub 600, I'm, I'm looking at him for sure. Yep. The hard thing is, I mean, we're, we're basing that on previous years and is it a worse team.
0: So I don't know whether the attacking upside for IPAP is there this but year. But you're also not paying Panthers price. You're also not paying. You, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's... but you're paying Tigers price, which is about 300K sub what you'd normally pay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'd argue it's 200K and he's nearly there. <laughs> yeah, he's,
1: he's close. He's close. So let's – I mean, there's two games left for the uh, for the round, this round for round eight. So Joey Manu, we know Joey Manu is the guy that everybody's looking at. I mean, I think 2% of teams have captained him. Um, this is what could happen with Joey Manu. I always call it massive. Sometimes they say huge. It could be huge for Joey Manu. And, I mean, you're hoping for that aren't you? because – we know that he doubles his touches in games like this when he's at 5'8". Yep. We know that the Roosters want to get him early ball. He could do anything against the Dragons, and he got 191 last time he played him.
0: And the Roosters haven't been good enough to, you know, start benching guys or put the foot off or anything if they start getting up. They need to score 40 points, and the Dragons could let him in.
1: The Dragons could also put up a fight, considering the Roosters have been absolutely... Let's be honest, terrible this season yep. in comparison to what we expected of them. So,
0: if you're throwing a Hail Mary, hey, at five dollars, the dragons are bad value. No,
1: I completely agree. I was looking at that today, actually, thinking I might chuck a tenner on it. So, <laughs> could be anything, could be anything. Um, um mate, t- Teddy is the last guy, I guess, in, in terms of what I'm looking at in this game, just seeing if maybe his price continues to decline. I'd say you wouldn't want to get him any time after next round, really. Otherwise, we're starting to cut it close with Origin and him going to be missing uh, a ton of time
0: through the middle of the year. And yeah, you don't want to burn two trades on a guy that's looked a shell of himself for the year.
1: Yeah, I think you're paying for what you would expect from him in previous years versus what you've actually seen from him this year. So um, very risky, but, hey, it could pay off. He could actually find his form. And, and I've heard the argument this year that this is where he comes good. This is where he starts to find his form and and we know that coming into Origin he's going to really step up. He's still that quality player we expect Tedesco to be every single year leading into Origin. So hey, I mean there's much better there's much better punts you could take or much sorry, much worse punts you could take on a guy with that kind of pedigree.
0: Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I really like the play. Um, at some stage, Teddy's going to come good, and I think there's going to be a lot of people that own him. Hopefully, we've been good enough with our trades that we have the opportunity to to get him in.
1: Let's hope, hey. Eh? Let's hope. Hey, last game, Warriors Storm, 7 p.m. Uh, so late, man. I, I mean, that's the reason, half the reason, why we decided to do a show tonight to cover the first six games because this game finishes at like 9 o'clock tomorrow night. No one wants to listen to a podcast what? at 9.30 at night. It's just a shocking yeah, time, isn't
0: it? But I'm I'm really thankful that I won't have to watch a romantic comedy with the missus at seven o'clock. So <laughs> I'm actually super excited about it.
1: Oh, I, good show. she stupid shout.
0: crazy love for the tenth time. So um, does she yeah. does she
1: watch the podcast or?
0: Ah, uh, she listens to it. So
1: yeah, good. Okay, so you're probably going to cop the wrath of that maybe the night after next when she actually listens.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, actually, no, I'm going to be watching the Anzac Day game on my iPhone because we're going to be watching Stupid Crazy Love. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you're a good husband. I love it. Hey, this game, though, I mean, the only thing, two things, maybe I'm watching uh, Harry Grant, um, considering I sold him and you don't have him either. So I'm sure you're going to be watching him pretty closely. But Nelson Osofa Solomona is back in this game. It's his first game back in about a month. I'm a bit concerned as a non-owner because Harry Grant, we know that Harry Grant loves using the NAS uh, quick play the ball to get off the back of um, and create that kind of speed around the ruck. So uh, I'm a little bit concerned as a non-owner because Harry Grant could honestly score 120 tomorrow night. You,
0: you know what? You can't own them all. Um, you know, you've ri- rid the wave with blokes like Reese Walsh and everybody like that. Look, you had to get off at some stage. Reed Marnie and Sonny Luke are disappointing, but Hey, I think that the Warriors are actually a chance at $4.20. Um, in, I, I hate to bring Amy the Park. odds in, but I just want to talk about I just want they've got heart. Yeah. They do have heart, they've looked clunky. Um can I ask you a question? And nobody's talked about this, about the fallback option of Nick Yeah. <sighs>
1: No, yeah, I understand why you're saying it and why you're asking because goal kicking um, on a good team, decent buyers, um, I get it. Not playing Origin, all these good things. Look, what is he? Seven hundred k, six fifty. Yep. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. Uh, only because I. I, I feel like he scores better on the wing. And I've always thought this. I've always thought I would rather him on the wing with Pappenhausen at the back, Munster in, in the halves, Munster and Hughes in the halves. I don't know. I, I just feel like, I mean, the the argument honestly would be there to go, yeah, pick him now and just hope Pappenhausen comes back soon enough and then Pappenhausen shifts into the back. You just hold him on the wing. Like the, the
0: logic is there. But you can – so like he's scoring well at fullback this year. Um, he's not going to lose his job when Pappenhausen comes back. He might even get an uptick. He's goal t- kicking for a Melbourne Storm team that are finding their straps, their scoring points, and he's a pod play right now. Like you you said in a chat, I'm going to start look f- looking for pod plays, and I thought Alex Johnston was going to be the pod play because I didn't expect him to score 90 last week against the Panthers. I was waiting until after the Panthers, and I was excited about that and watch him be 15% owned next week. You know what? You've only got to have, what, 100K in the bank to go turbo to Nick Meany and let's watch it happen.
1: Yeah, I've got 160K sitting there.
0: So, oh, hey, Meaney. honestly,
1: you just don't know. But, I mean, a lot of people still have Nick Meany, though. A lot of people sat on him. Over. He's probably still – yeah, okay, so he's 8%. So um, what's the – How many people in the top 1,000
0: have him? Not that many. He could yeah. be a guy that you hold all year.
1: Oh, questionable. Yeah. I mean, I understand your point. And he's a goal kicker on a good team, so you can't discount yeah. that. That's that he's definitely a guy you got to look at.
0: He's averaging seventy four this year. He a high oh, score of sure. one hundred and three, low score of thirty eight. You know, nine and a half thousand dollars per point. Um, you know, I'm just reading off the app, but like the eye test is he's great. I was listening to it on the radio. Nick Meaney has been in absolutely everything. Yeah, I thought I thought that it was on stutter.
1: I would take round twelve, Nick meany though considering he's coming up. he Okay, keep in mind, the Storm have the bye next week. So there's no yeah. way you get him this week. It makes no sense to get him this week. So you, you ride the Warriors game this week. They've got the bye. And then they've got the south end of the Broncos. So they've been playing pretty good footy. Uh, you pick him up for the Dolphins. And and then you just ride him through Origin. They've got round 16. Uh Not a great bye, though. So listen to this. Sharks 15. Tigers 16 will be a good game for him. But then Manly 17. Panthers 18. Roosters 20. It's not great.
0: So Stolp haven't had a good draw so far, and he's still, you know, his three-round average is 73, his five-round average is 75. You know what I mean? Like, he's just scoring that many points.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm still not a fan. I'm going to say no. Okay, cool. Um, That's it. That's it. Um, before we talk uh, and cover Bloody hell, there's a million comments here. Thank you for, for throwing the comments through. We'll get to them. Um, what are you thinking trades-wise? Because I'm sure, obviously, there's two games left. We don't know what's going to happen and how the round's going to end up, but I'm sure you've thought about your trades at this point.
0: Yeah, I think I've got to move turbo, and not even reluctantly, now that I've already got Garrick. I am I was probably looking at a centre winger. Um, but, yeah, it could be a Mini or a Brimson or just that sort of pod play. Um, just somebody to to have a bit of a crack. Um, a lot of people are sitting on Reese Walsh. If people are trading me out, I'm going to hold him. And I would love to save a trade this week. I know I say that every week. I don't think I've got that many fires. I think I will hold Reed Marnie, even though I'm frustrated with him. I will hold Katoa. Um, yeah, I'm looking at maybe Mulitalo or Johnston. Both great options.
1: Probably both the most popular options coming up this week as well, though. That's yeah. the truth, is that you're going to be following the crowd with that. Um, but there's something, there's nothing wrong with following the crowd on the right move. So yep. um, Lyle is, uh, sorry, no, I missed that one. Uh, Mr. Callio was asking, what are you guys doing with Harry Grant after Tuesday? So we both don't own him. Um, if we did own him or if you did own Harry Grant after Tuesday, considering the Melbourne Storm have the buy next week leading into Harry Grant's origin duties. And we know that he's going to get a bit of a rest. What, what would you be doing with Harry Grant as an owner?
0: Yeah, I'd be going to JMK.
1: Me too. Uh, I think in terms of hooker, you make a really good point about Apicorosau though as a pod. So yep. it might be worth looking at. Um, but the logical option considering that the Dolphins play two of the three major buy rounds is that you go with him. Uh, I think you need to start looking at 13, 16, and 19 personally.
0: If you're looking at pods, then Appy is a really good play. Um, I think JMK will be very well owned after this week, knowing that Harry Grant has a buy. The most popular hitter in the game, yeah.
1: Out uh, heat wave asks who's more of a priority between deal bags and we, Toru? we
0: tackle we tackle this one when you're in the downy man so beautiful
1: on. let's move on. Uh, Mark Nichols a hold, I mean gutsy if you bought,
0: sure. Yeah, look, you hold him now. You've got this far.
1: Hey, this one's interesting. Uh, Lyle's asking: Is Britain Nicaragua a must? No. I yeah, I'm the same. He's very attacking. Points dependent. I, I think if you don't have him now at his price, you'll be able to pick him up at 600k eventually. At some point throughout the season, when they have a good I road. think
0: Britton Nicara is this year's Hudson Young.
1: Yeah, actually, that's a really good comparison. That is a really good comparison, mate. It, there's no wonder that somebody asks you on this podcast. I mean, goodness me, you, you've got all the stats. You know where to be. You're just yeah, that bloke I'm like just... Nick, Britton Nicara who just pops up in the right spot, runs the right line, don't you?
0: Yep, exactly, exactly. And no one owns
1: him. <laughs> uh, your missus owns you, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, could it be the week to sit in your hands trades-wise? No. I mean, I've got 31 left. How many do you have? 30. Uh, is this the week where there's nothing really sticking out to anybody? If you own Turbo, it's pretty easy so, either sideways trade to somebody like a drink water or whoever, yeah, or you could, if you had the cash in the bank, you could upgrade to somebody quality or as, as a primo that you'd hold. But I mean, look, are there really any other people screaming out to be traded right now?
0: Yeah, no, it's prob- kind of right, probably, probably not. Maybe you, I just think like now is a really good time to solidify, say, your center wing. Now is a really good time to make those hooker choices. Like, there's going to be so many people trading Harry Grant next week. If you have Harry Grant. I feel like you have to trade him next week. I think Harry Grant and Turbo are the two ones that you have to trade. Um, pretty much everything else is a luxury trade.
1: i know you could probably keep Harry Grant until Origin now. Yeah? yeah, okay.
0: I don't know. I mean, look, it's
1: Harry Grant, mate. He could come out and go 120, 130, 120 over the next three weeks before Origin, so... And, and Hooker is such a mid-position this year. <laughs> we've talked about it a lot through this episode, is that there's nobody out there that's getting 70-plus every single week. So it's it's more like, do you? I mean, do you just sit on Harry Grant and hope he's going to get you 80-plus every single week and you get a bit of an advantage leading into Origin? Maybe. I don't know. Yep. I made the wrong move in in downgrading Harry Grant to Sonny Luke, so don't listen to me on Hookers. Um, mate, we've come to the end of a po- an hour 32 this one's been. Sorry. <laughs> we, all, we always get a bit carried away but hey that, that's why the people come that's why they chat we've gone through about three beers <laughs> so uh guys thank you thank you so much for for all the questions for all the chat we love you guys getting involved and and obviously for everybody who's jumped on and listened and, and watched And anybody who missed the start, go back, watch the start again because it'll be worth watching because there's a very important press conference that happens right at the start. It's a very important uh, press conference. Very, very important.
0: The first press conference, some would argue.
1: Yep, absolutely. Um, But, guys, obviously, uh, we're going to be back on Wednesday night for what did we say it was called? I called it really something cool at this. Wet, <laughs> wet lips Wednesday. Wet lips Wednesday. We will be back for wet lips Wednesday when we announce teams. Cause obviously teams are a day late this, this round due to Anzac day. So we'll take a day off tomorrow. We'll sink a few tins tomorrow and enjoy the footy. The couple of games we've got going on and uh, we'll get, chat all get, things and our super get,
0: get down to the dawn service, have a morning Absolutely. nap and then watch footy all afternoon. How good's tomorrow going to be?
1: You could not script it better. Absolutely. Um, guys, all the best for tomorrow and how hey, you're getting involved. It's a great. Obviously a great day to, to get involved in, in Aussie culture and support everybody that, um, you know, d- did everything for us back in the day through the, uh, through the Anzac parades and the dawn service and all that kind of stuff and, and support the people that supported us. So um, get involved with that, but we'll be back on Wednesday. We'll talk teams. We'll talk all things NRL Supercoach coach leading into round nine. Otherwise, thanks for listening guys. You've been listening to them. One of the last times you've been listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. We'll see you Wednesday night. Catch you later. Cheerio.